Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. And I got to tell you, I love being a podcast host. You get to meet the coolest people. I, I think it is worth it just for me being able to have these conversations. And I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad I have people that uh, listen to this episode, listen to these episodes. And I'm obviously glad to have an audience, but the conversations I get and the people I get to meet are incredible. And uh, Garrett Dickerson is another one that um, I had the privilege to to meet. He's a friend of my friend, Jason Elkins, who was also on this podcast just a few weeks ago. But uh, Garrett is a financial advisor, but we talked about, man, mainly just about vocational discovery, about how to find what uh, you find your purpose and what God's plan is for you. He dropped a ton of knowledge bombs. You guys, grab a pen and paper and write some of this stuff down. I took a lot of notes on this one as well. And what's really cool about this is like last week we had Travis Peters on talking about finding your purpose and what is your thing. And this goes right, right along with it. But I love I love getting to know Garrett and he has so much more that we could talk about with business and leadership development. Um, he's he's even a, a referee. So that was fun. Uh had a good conversation afterwards about that, but just a really, really cool opportunity to uh, to meet people like this. And Garrett is another incredible guest, and I'm uh, pleased to bring this to you. So here's my interview with Garrett. Garrett, welcome to Streams of Income. So good to meet you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate getting to meet you and be yeah. a part of this. Um, appreciate the work that you do, and excited to hopefully provide some value to your listeners and um, just cool, just cool getting to talk with you. Absolutely. And it's so good to meet you. I love how these types of things work. I had your friend Jason Elkins on a podcast mm. episode and he said, you got to meet my friend Garrett. Like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> well, I appreciate him saying that, but otherwise don't associate me. With okay. Me. I won't. I won't. <laughs> no, and Jason, I know you guys live, you're local to him, correct? Yeah. So Fox yeah, Fox. we live within probably 20 miles of each other. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. Well, I love hearing people's stories. That's one of the first questions I don't have on this podcast. It's never like I have 10 things I got to get through. And it's the same question every time. I know sure. some podcasts are set up that way. And it's just ask you these 10 questions and that's it. But mine is so much more conversational. But I do love hearing people's stories because it's so fascinating. And there's so many great uh, just lessons that come from people's stories that we as listeners can take from it and learn and apply it to our life and business. So tell me your story. Yeah. So Ryan, I'll, 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 uh, I'll try and keep this as, as brief as you want me to. No, it's I, okay. I love it. Long. Go Just as long, me. go as detailed as you want. <laughs> so, um, I, I would say that, um, my story starts with, with my, my parents, obviously, mm -hmm. Uh, but they grew, you know, they, I grew up in a very faith forward family and I know that that's not everybody's story and I can appreciate that. Um, you know, from my point of view, I was very fortunate for that to be a part of my story. Yeah, me and too. so through, through, through my, uh, rearing, I, I came through, um, really a place where I, I got to college and, um, I didn't have that thing. Like I didn't have that thing I was I was going to go do. Right. Um, while I appreciate everything that my parents had, had done for me to get me to that point, mm -hmm. we hadn't really ever dug into 
And I think they intentionally and wisely did this. They didn't want to steer me in a specific direction because I think in some yeah. ways they knew this about me before I knew it about me. Yes. Um, but I knew that I wasn't going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or whatever. Like I had friends that knew those things. And so that was both a an opportunity, but it was also a very challenging thing for me because I struggled with that because I saw yeah. everybody else having this thing. Yeah. And that was at me. And I thought there was something wrong with me, frankly. Yeah. And I'm sitting in um, in a class in the spring semester of my freshman year at Lipscomb University. And I was sitting in a, in a pretty sizable auditorium, probably 200 students or so, if I had to guess. And it was a guest lectureship. And I was I could walk into the room and tell you exactly where I was. Yeah. I walk into the room. Halfway up, far wall. I was sitting there. I was leaned up against the wall, half asleep, half awake. And there was a Q&A session at the end of this guest lectureship. And the question was raised, what do I do if I don't know what I want to be when I grow up? Mm. <laughs> so, so for me, I, I kind of paid attention to that. I perked up at that. I was like, what's what's this person going to say? Yeah. And the person that asked the question was kind of half cheekily asking that. And so that got quite a few snickers. But what what stood out to me was the response. Mm -hmm. And the guest speaker said, it doesn't matter mm. what you do. And I was like, well, then why am I here? What's, what, why, why am I going through all of this? Yeah. He said, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you know whose you are. Mm. And that was very freeing for me. Yeah. And so I, I really started leaning in and he said, yeah. however, if you feel like you need this direction, this sense of purpose, where you're going, mm -hmm. he said, I would encourage you to pray. And again, for me, this is something that resonated with me. This is a big part of my life. And so I yeah. said, okay, I'm, I'm doing that check. He said, yeah. but pray for, pray for opportunity, mm -hmm. ask God to open doors for you. And then when you, receive those doors being opened yeah. that you promise that you will walk through them. That's good. So make a commitment. Yeah. And when you walk through those doors, the other promise that you're going to make in your prayer to your creator is that on the other side, no matter what happens, you promise to give him the credit. Mm. And so I started praying that prayer. God yeah. opened doors for me. And on the other side, no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. I promise to give you the credit. And so I started praying that prayer very consistently. Yeah. And so for me, that's really where I think the different steps in my career have taken place. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, my, my very first job right out of college was in building product sales. Mm -hmm. And I graduated in 2008. That's how smart I was, right? In 2008, I went into building product sales. For all you <laughs> listeners out there that know your U.S. economic history, you'll know that that wasn't, A, a good time to be graduating from college, right. and B, was not a great time to be in business pro uh, building product sales. <laughs> so I started doing that. True story. I was hired and fired on the very same day. Wow. So I, I have an opportunity with this company. I go in the first morning. I go into their the beginnings of their sales training. Yeah. Um, and I get called into the regional vice president's office. He mm -hmm. says, Garrett, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. He said, but I've been out of town on business. And this is like, even like really before emails, really even a big thing. Yep. And he said, I've got this corporate memo and 
you know, especially email, like on phones, like I think he might've had a Blackberry, but for the most part, we were right. all just still operating on desktops. Yeah. He said, I've got this memo and we have a nationwide hiring freeze. And if I had been in town, you would not have started this morning. I'll just oh put it God. that way. <laughs> and he said, I've got a place that I have permission to backfill somebody that has quit. We didn't let them go. They quit mm-hmm. in the warehouse. I can offer you that, but you won't be in the sales training program. Mm-hmm. He said, and I can't promise you how long you'll be in the warehouse. Right. So with my friends all struggling to get jobs and uh, having just recently been married, I took the opportunity to make a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I started working in the warehouse and yeah. I did that for 11 months. Wow. And there were things along the way in my career, Ryan, that I've, I've learned and something that I learned in that opportunity. And I want to express this very clearly that I wasn't too good for that. I think at the time I was immaturely faced with struggling. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And looking back on it, what that taught me is that there are people in this world not like me. Mm-hmm. And that there are things that you have to do that you're not always going to like, but that are going to be shaping and formative for you. Yes. And so I continue mm-hmm. to pray the prayer of God. If you, you know, please open doors for me. I promise to step through them. I promise to give you the credit. Yeah. You want me here, then please get me to learn whatever I'm supposed to learn while I'm here, but please Absolutely. let me move. Absolutely. So 11 months, I get yeah. a phone call from a number that I don't know. Uh-huh. And I pick up the phone and I said, Hey, this is Garrett. He said, Hey, this is so-and-so. And it was my high school chemistry teacher. Okay. And he said, I've just been named the principal over at school and I would love to start a graphic design program at our school. I've been told you have a graphic design degree. Is that right? I said, yes. He said, well, I want you to write the curriculum for our graphic design program. Wow. And I said, man, that's amazing. I've been praying for another opportunity. Mm-hmm. What's a curriculum? <laughs> so so he's, he says, you know, explain to me, you know, that's yeah. what the teachers use to teach the class. And yeah. And so I, I went and put in my two weeks notice mm-hmm. and I went back and got my master's degree in education. I started teaching uh-huh. and I fell in love with, with the classroom. I fell mm-hmm. in love with the environment of education yeah. and he saw something in me that I, I didn't even see in myself. And that was this yeah. passion for teaching and educating and communicating. Yeah. So I did that for four years and I, I taught, I coached, I taught anything they paid me to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught beginning business, beginning computers, graphic design one, graphic design two, personal finance, guitar for songwriters. <laughs> I was, I was the extracurricular guy. Yes. And So I went through that and I was on this path for what I thought was going to be administration. I thought I was going into education administration. That's where I was going. Almost four years to the day, I get another phone call from a number that I don't know. I'm finishing up baseball practice and I'm loading a bucket of balls into my 1997 Dodge Dakota (laughs) and phone rings. I pick it up. So, hello, this is Garrett. Person introduces himself and they say, uh, 
do you know who I am? And I said, well, I know that I had one of your daughters in class a couple years ago. It was a parent at the school. Okay. They said, well, we want to know, would you ever be willing to leave school? And uh, we being him and his, his wife. And I said, well, no, not really. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I've got a direction I'm going. And he said, that sounds great. Why don't you come over to the house tonight? Let's talk. <laughs> so, so I went over to the house and they sat down and his wife starts the conversation. She says, uh, we are two executive level leaders in a startup healthcare company based out of Middle Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And um, she says, I'm I'm the senior vice president. My husband is the vice president. Mm -hmm. And I can joke about this now because I even told him it felt kind of kind of jakey at the time. And no offense (laughs) to anybody that's in any sort of multi-level company. Please don't take this the wrong way. But it, it, it sounded like a pyramid, multi-level, yeah. like that's what it felt like. And so I made a bad joke about the dog being the CEO, and they didn't appreciate that. And so <laughs> they said, no, seriously, here's how we feel like we're doing pretty well. We've been going, we've been in business for about six years, and we revenued $30 million last year. Well, that's not a start. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, so I said, you have my attention. <laughs> so they said, well, we, we want you to be the marketing director for our company. Wow. With some other some other roles and responsibilities. But the, pr- the primary function was going to be leading our design team, leading our communications team, leading um, a group of people that we, you know, helping lead a group of people mm-hmm. we called our, our directors of client operations. Mm-hmm. And we, our primary function was going to be communicating our brand both yeah. internally and externally to the organization. Wow. Quick question. How did they... Yeah. Um, how did they pick you? What, what even, how did they even know you well enough to think that you would be qualified for that? How, what, in what context did they know that you would be a good marketing person? That's a great question. So the piece that I left out of the story is that the day before we were having our senior award ceremony at school, you know, where they hand out the superlatives yeah. and they do top 10%, all of that. Yeah. There was a teacher that had been at the school for years and decades uh-huh. And he always moderated that that ceremony. He had called in sick that morning, so that that day before that morning. Okay. And so my principal comes to me. He says, "Garrett, you're pretty good in front of a room. Congratulations, you're moderating the senior award ceremony today <laughs> in front of 600 parents and grandparents." Oh my goodness! And so I said, "Great, that's awesome." And so I get up there and and you know I held the room pretty well, yeah, and, and made it through that. They were both at that. Wow. Ceremony. That's incredible. And they saw me in front of the room. They knew that I had a graphic design background. They knew, mm-hmm. you know, they had seen the work that I had done in teaching the students sure. design work and communication yeah. and, um, huh. and business, et cetera. Yeah. They knew that I had, you know, multi, you know, multi degrees and they, they felt like for whatever reason I was the guy. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, they, so we're sitting there in their living room and they said, what would it take for you to leave school? And so now I'm, I'm 20, 26 years old mm-hmm. and negotiating my salary on the spot. Yeah. Wow. And I said, the first thing, Ryan, that I thought made it sound like I knew what I was talking about. I said, double mm-hmm. my salary. And they said, done. <laughs> Wow. Anything else? And I said, what? I said, you don't even know what I make. They said, you're a private school teacher. How much could it be? So they, so they ended up saying yes to that. And they said, anything else? And I said, well, it'd be kind of cool to work from home some. They said, done. 
anything else? And I didn't have anything else. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I said, can I go home and talk about it with my wife? And they said, sure. <laughs> and so I went home and I sat down with her and I explained it to her. And she lets me talk and she finishes, or I finish and she says, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I said, what? You don't think I can do it? She said, no, you're an idiot that you're not on the phone accepting this job and you're still talking to me. Mm. So Kristen, my wife, has always had incredible <laughs> intuition around yeah. opportunities and yeah. uh, being supportive of me. And mm. so for her to, to give that a green light that quickly, that, yeah. felt, that felt right. Yeah. And and so I said yes to that and spent the next several years in really a fake it till you make it moment. Because, Ryan, if you're yep. following this, it's school, warehouse, <laughs> teacher, marketing director. Right. And and so I, I found myself very quickly in conversations with people that were CEOs, CFOs of companies that we were trying to win their business and mm-hmm. Um, head like literally like governors of states that we were um, that were our clients. And so I I stepped into this huge, big world of business and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and really, really found fulfillment and a passion for what I saw the two gentlemen. So the two gentlemen that started that company um, were actually alum of the university that I went to. Didn't know that at the time. And they had hired as their first employee, the wife of the husband and wife that, that had, had, you know, poked at me to take this role. And so she was like their first employee, her husband very closely thereafter. And they grew this thing Mm. and man, the passion and fulfillment that those two men had Mm -hmm. in creating opportunity, like creating something from nothing yeah, and creating, uh, benefit and value, not just for our clients, but creating opportunity for our employees. Like they had built something that gave me a job. And like, that was the coolest thing was like creating something and giving opportunity to people was something that I wanted to pursue. Does that that explain that well? That's good. Yeah. And so that's what led me into really exploring entrepreneurship and starting something for myself Mm-hmm. And I, I went through multiple iterations of business plans. I wrote one for a marketing company. I wrote, wrote a, a graphic design firm business plan. Mm-hmm. And what I kept leaning into was teaching. Okay. And I was like, but that's not business. <laughs> and my wife, I guess, got sick of me talking about this. Mm-hmm. And she said, Garrett, seriously, like if you could be doing anything, what would you be doing? And as I kept going back to teaching, I thought maybe I need to to reflect on what what I enjoyed about that. Yeah. And the thing that I enjoyed teaching the most was personal finance. Mm-hmm. It was it was content that was immediately applicable, mm-hmm. immediately relatable, and more times, um, you know, I could count on a couple of hands. I had parents reach out to me and say, "Thank you so much." Mm. for teaching our son or our daughter this mm-hmm. we didn't get it yeah and they're coming home and teaching us wow and it's changing our family man and so that's what i i really wanted to pursue i said how can i do this but instead of just for 15 year olds for 20 year olds and 40 year olds and 70 year olds the same things and i just found this passion for trying to connect the stuff that we have Mm -hmm. 
and the habits around that and our creator. Mm. And so I, I started pursuing, uh, starting my own, my own advising practice mm-hmm. and looked multiple places and not to disparage any other organization. There's so many good ones out there, but what resonated with me, what aligned with me was our company. And so, mm-hmm. um, where I am now professionally, I'm with an organization called Thrivent, mm-hmm. and I'm a primary leader here in mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like our CEO, I guess is a good way of saying it, yeah. for, for our local area wow. and lead our advisors. And that's what I'm doing now. And so that's really Incredible. what has brought me to this place. But what I would share yeah. with you, Ryan, and with your listeners is in all of that, what what I have learned through this is that... I wasn't meant to do one thing. Yeah. I was, I was meant and built to do many things, mm-hmm. but to, in all of those things, pursue living out who God made me to be mm-hmm. and ultimately loving him and loving people. And as a part of loving people functioning in a very stewarding way with yeah. the talents and gifts that God has given me. Mm. That's so good. Oh my goodness. There's so many places we could jump in and dive in further. Um, uh, so you've probably heard of Dan Miller through Jason, right? Uh, Dan very Miller familiar, the, very familiar with Dan. Yep, and his so works. Yep. He wrote the book Forty Eight Days of the Work in Life You Love. Um, and this reminds me of that book when I first early on read his book. He's talking about vocation versus career. Correct. Um, I'd love yeah. to hear your take on that because it sounds like um, you would agree with what he talks about. It's like you know your career, you may have multiple careers in your life and do different things like you have done. Um, but it sounds like teaching has kind of been your, a big, a big one, one of your big things. And you mm-hmm. can live that out as a public school teacher, a private school teacher, a coach or what you're doing now. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that if you feel like you're called to teach that you have to be a, a, a regular school teacher your whole life, you're still taking that gift that God has given you and using that and you you're doing it in your in your business. So can you talk about vocation versus career? Because I think a lot of people get confused that I'm called to be a teacher or I'm called to be a police officer. Well maybe not. I mean that's just your that's just the way that you're living out God's gifts that He's given you. And those could be lived out in multiple ways as you you know get older. Yeah, so I would say, Ryan, that, that uh, Mr. Miller was a strong influence in me, a very formative influence in just some of my early early development and thought around, mm-hmm. around my career. Yeah. And so I do believe very strongly in, in his concepts that he brings forward in 48 Days to the Work You Love. And he explains his job and that you can have many jobs and that you yeah. can have many careers, and, yeah. but you, you really only have maybe one calling. Mm-hmm. And where I have developed in my thought around that specifically mm-hmm. is that I hear a lot of times people um, use language like, what's my purpose? Mm-hmm. And especially people that are very faith forward asking, what is God's plan for me? Mm-hmm. And this, like, I could chase this rabbit very quickly and get into things that are like mind, like mind twisting concepts, uh-huh. like what what does God control and what does God not control? Sure. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to not uh, preach <laughs> and avoid those things. Okay. But I will say that I think if we begin to to really boil this down, 
mm-hmm. and, to, and to simplify it. If you were to ask a, a Christian, a believer, mm-hmm. what is, is God's plan? Mm-hmm. So I think about almost kind of like capital P, lowercase p, yeah. God's capital P plan uh-huh. is that we live in a lost and broken world that we are all a part of. Yeah. And he has been living out a love story from the beginning of time to redeem people and bring yes. us, every single one of us as equal creations of his back to him. Yes. And he did that through his son, Jesus Christ, who, mm-hmm. in my view, came to earth, yep. lived a perfect life as God and human, mm-hmm. died, raised himself from the dead, and now lives eternally in heaven is preparing a place for us. Yes. That's God's plan. Yeah. Our purpose, where mm-hmm. I think people struggle to find and identify themselves, is that yeah. on some level, they know that that plan exists. God has almost in, embedded it, has baked it into our DNA. Because mm-hmm. the, the Bible says that God created us in his image. Mm-hmm. So on some level, we know subconsciously or consciously that that plan that I just described exists. And mm-hmm. when we're, we're trying to find our purpose, mm-hmm. we feel lost. And we're lost because we're eternally lost. But then that carries over into things in our life to where we feel like we can't find direction. Yeah. And so our purpose, main purpose, capital P purpose, is to be a part of that. Mm. And scriptures describe how to do that. Mm -hmm. To love God, love people, Mm -hmm. and love people so much that we can't help but tell them how much God loves them. Yes. Then, so you've got his plan, our purpose, Uh and then everything else. (laughs) And if we don't understand this, Uh then we can't understand this. Mm. And then all of this feels like it's just mixed up and jumbled up and shook around and can't be put together right. Yes. And so I think about calling that vocation of Dan Miller is understanding these hierarchies first uh-huh. and then trying to align. And really here's, so here's the mind twisting part. Yeah. God created each of us uniquely to be a certain way, mm-hmm. but we have the free will to choose to lean into and discover those things or yeah. not. And therefore not use or use the gifts and talents that he's given us. Yep. I don't think he has built us to do one thing. Mm, Yeah. I think he has built us to be one thing and that's his. Mm, So good. And if we can do that, then it doesn't matter. Really? Not really. This is going to be somewhat controversial. It doesn't really matter what you do. Hmm. As long as you know whose you are, mm. because if I'm going to if I'm going to pick up trash and I know God's purpose for me mm-hmm. and his plan above that, then I'm going to live out being the best daggum trash picker up where I can. Absolutely. Be. Or I'm going to yeah. be the best teacher I can be, not for mm. myself, not for my trajectory, not for my success, yes. not for the glorification of anything else other than sure. for him. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Do you feel like God gives um plants dreams and desires in your heart like for example you could go pick up trash but i imagine there'd be something inside of you be like you know what this is just not really my thing or i'm not 
adequately using what God's given me. There probably be, I would imagine, and this is, we can talk back and forth about this. There might be a holy discontent if you just did anything, like you could literally go out, I get, you could get a Chick-fil-A franchise. Sure. You'd probably be very successful at that. Um, Yeah. So where do you feel like that comes into place? Like, yes, we can do anything, but it might be like, you know, it's, uh, do you, I guess maybe the question is, do you feel like you would be happy internally um, if you did just anything, knowing what your gifts and talents are? So I think right, not, really there's not a right question. or wrong here. I'm just curious yeah, about your having a, a discussion. It, that's an amazing question. And I don't know if I have the answer to it, but I will share some feelings that I have around it. Um, I do think that God has given us certain skill sets and talents and abilities that can both be discovered mm-hmm. and that he has given us the cognitive ability to learn more and adapt and evolve yep. um, if we work hard enough at them. Sure. Um, God is a God of hard work. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, he, he, he appreciates when people work hard and to yeah. live out what they've, they've been made to be. Yep. I, I will be hesitant to say uh, only because I, I would never want anyone to ever feel like I said that I was too good for doing something else. Sure. sure. Because that's, I don't believe the case, but I will say that um, there are things that maybe I could do and maybe even be really good at, mm-hmm. but still aren't living out that total uh, stewardship mindset of yeah. using what God has given me to the best of my ability. I might yeah. still be really good at them, yeah. but yeah. I know what I wasn't built to be. Mm-hmm. I'm very good with my mind mathematically, mm-hmm. but if I had to sit in front of a computer and analyze data all day, I'd lose <laughs> my mind. Yeah. I could probably be really good at it, I wouldn't like myself at the end of the day when I yes, right. So I do think there is some element to that, Uh but I guess philosophically what I share is, Uh is that even if you are that person Uh that isn't in that ultimate place or role that you feel like you could or are going to be, you still have a responsibility to steward your time and talent in that place well. That's right. And so I guess that's, that's my right. point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I've had jobs just like you that weren't the thing for me, but I could see how God has used those to f- turn me into what I am now. And those were Absolutely. valuable experiences. So, no, I get what you're saying. That's really, really good. Wow. What do you think about your kids? Like, um, you guys, it like, looks like you guys have three kids, um, three boys. I have yeah. one boy and um, he's six. And as we think about like, you know, the scripture says, um, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's, when he's old, he's not, he should not be depart from it. I've actually heard people say that that scripture is about pointing them in the direction that God's called them to like the, what he's like noticing help us. One of our jobs as parents is to notice some of those gifts and talents that God has placed in our kids and at sure. least exposing them, not saying, son, you've got to be a doctor. Cause God told me you're going to be a doctor yeah. or I know but more about just kind of steering them that direction, at least giving them the opportunity to go to that direction, um, seeing it where, where they may not see it in themselves, but for us to be able to see it and expose them to those opportunities. 
Um, this might be a selfish question because I'm thinking about, you know, he's only six, but we got, we have some time. But yeah. what do you think our role as parents in that is to recognize those gifts and talents and what should we do uh, with that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go back to kind of my, my core belief system. And I believe that that scripture is specifically talking and speaking to helping them see in a age appropriate way, that hierarchy of God's plan, Uh our purpose within that plan, and Uh then discovering who, who God created you to be. Mm. And so I think we have a responsibility as parents, and this may be difficult for some people. I can appreciate that sometimes when you talk about a father relationship with God, Mm -hmm. that Sometimes that relationship is difficult to grasp and comprehend because people I know may not have had had the relationship that I had the opportunity to have with my parents. And so, for example, if somebody, you know, their dad ran out on them and he left and went somewhere else for you to say that I have a father, a spiritual father and a creator, that may be difficult to wrap our minds around. Yeah. However, I do think it's our responsibility as parents to help direct to that plan, purpose, and who God created us to be. Mm -hmm. So I think about the training up a child in the way they should go at its core is -hmm. speaking to God's love story and his Mm -hmm. his plan and purpose for us. Um, Then I do think it's our responsibility because so much of who we are as parents Man, I've learned so much about what I feel the nature of God to be Mm. through me being a parent. Yeah, me too. And even the concept of, you know, we mentioned a few minutes ago, free will Mm -hmm. and guiding our children. Yeah. And God isn't making things happen, but he sure does know what's going to happen if we stay down that path. Yeah. You know, you and I have the benefit of having experiences that our kids don't have, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can see things like if you continue to do this, if yeah. you continue to reach up to the stove and to put your hand up here, right. I through experience and my understanding know that that stove is on and it's hot. And when you touch it, it's going to really, really hurt you. So when I tell you don't do that, yeah. I'm telling you that for your own benefit. You may not understand it, six-year-old, but go ahead and try it and see what happens. <laughs> right. God is very similar. Like he knows, like he he is omniscient, he's omnipresent. He knows right. and understands that right. if we continue down this road, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. And we may not like that. We may not understand it. It may feel like God's, you know, planning our life out for us. He's not. He's given us the free will to make that choice, but he knows yeah. what's going to happen. Yes. And so for us, I think as we we train up and rear children, mm-hmm. if we do a really good job laying that foundation of plan, purpose, mm-hmm. who you were created mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we will always fall short because we're humans. Sure. But if we if we have that direction and then we ask for for intervention from Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and intervention from God to help us in that parenting. Yeah. Then I believe that that promises held true in scripture will be held true. Yeah. And there may be times where our kids step away from what they know sure. to be right. 
Sure. But they will feel that core and pull them back to whatever yeah. it is that's meant to be. Yeah. Do you feel like your your you said your parents kind of didn't really give you much instruction in that way? Um, do you feel like you would do it differently? Like, let's say you just fast forward. To, how old are your kids right now? Eleven and twin eight year olds. Okay. All boys. So let's say the eleven year old. Let's say in three years you're starting to recognize, like you know, he's more analytical. He's he's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Um, are at that point? Do you feel like like just trying to get practical here for a second? Like, do you feel like, oh man, he's really really good at math and he's very analytical. Let's introduce him to an accounting course or accounting online something to see if this even sparks his interest. Or if one of them's like, sure. man, this this kid can run fast. Let's yeah. let's let's take him and have him go do a football camp for a, a week to see if he's interested in that. Um, do you feel like that's how it practically should work? I think you absolutely can. I, I would hesitate to say should. I right. think you can do that as a parent. And I will say that I believe that that. Kristen and I have done that for our boys. Um, I think that, man, I started seeing things in our boys, as I'm sure you probably did so early on that you're like, man, that's nothing but God given. I haven't taught you that. I haven't showed you that. Like you just do that. Yeah. Um, And there's very clear things with each of my boys that I could say that about Mm -hmm. or those skills or whatever the case may be. I do think it's part of our just responsibility as parents to foster that, to grow yeah. that. I think yeah. it's no different than God providing opportunities to mm-hmm. us okay. and letting us grow and flourish in that to prepare us for something else and then yes. to prepare us for something else, That's at good. least what I've seen in my life to this point. Yeah. And so I think we can and sh- and could um, put our kids in environments mm-hmm. to begin to discover those things for themselves and see where they have success and yeah. to, to get excited about things. Um, I think the most important thing for us as parents is to not impose what we want yeah. on those environments. Mm-hmm. For example, very admittedly, there was a time where I thought my, you know, my oldest, my firstborn, man, like I wanted him to be an athlete yeah. and bless his heart. He's, he's just not ever going to be an athlete. But I think I probably unfairly got frustrated with him at times mm. around that. And I learned yeah. through that. And I don't yeah. do that anymore. Like I want I want him to find what he was meant to be. And he's going to be amazing at it. He's, he's going to be a great singer and a, a great musician and very, very um, um, uh, what's the word? Um, educational, I guess, would be a, a good mm-hmm. word. Like he loves history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... There's just things that we're all meant to be. And Absolutely. I think the most important thing as parents is to to create environments for kids to discover who they are. Yeah. And support that and be excited about them, you know, excited yeah. for them when they have success. Love it. What about the adult who's, you know, in this guy who's in his forties who's understands the big P, the big plan. I'm a, yeah. a guy's a believer, but not so sure that they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're you know, stuck at a job that they're not happy with. It's paying the bills and, you know, doing okay financially. But how do you help that person who feels like, gosh, I'm 45 years old and I'm making okay money. Kids yeah. are kids are provided for, wife's provided for, but I know there's something else. Yeah. So I, I would first challenge that person to really be prayerful around Am I seeking something new or am I running from something else? Mm. And 
there have been moments where I, I have asked myself in each of those transitions, I want to know that I am not pursuing something different just because I'm running from something else. And mm-hmm. there have been things that I have turned down. Mm-hmm. There have been transition and inflection points that I've turned down because I felt like I, I was maybe I had a bad week and you know what, that kind of stinks. Like anything we do, there's going to be yes. good and bad to it. Right. Sure, sure. And so I have, I have been very intentional about making sure that I'm not running from something that I am pursuing something else. That's the first right. thing that I would say is be prayerful around that. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I would say is to lean into the people that are closest to you. Mm-hmm. Scripture also says that we're supposed to support one another. Yeah. Says that, a number of different times throughout scripture to be there for one another, to help one another, support one another. God knows that we need each other. Yep. And so to, to be prayerful, to then go to people that you, that you trust and that are, um, are, are your people, so to speak and yeah. say, Hey, this is, these are things that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. What, what might that look like? If I was going to be doing something else, what do you think yeah. that could be? Mm. Those would be the two big pieces of advice that I would say. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, Dan uh, says, follow your curiosity. So when you're trying mm, to defi- yeah, decide where yeah. which way to go, like, well, I'm not kind of interested in art. So let's just go down that road. Let's knock on that door and see if there's anything, if that opens up and let's walk through it. And I always tell people, it's like, it's God is so awesome and so good that even if you walk through a door that's not the thing, I mean, he's going to be able to get you back on track, especially if you're, your heart is, you want to serve him. You want to do what he's called you to do. You want to be in the right place. You know, he's you can't, screw it up so bad unless you just know i'm running away from god's plan for my life and i'm just going to go this direction you're consciously doing it but if you have a heart to serve him and you want to follow him the holy spirit's going to put us on the right path and open up those opportunities Um, you know god god works all things together for good for those that love him yeah and so in those transition moments i've even said god if i'm making a mistake if i'm not doing something that is in alignment with what you want for me Yes. Fix it. <laughs> absolutely. On the other side of this, fix it. Yes. So I think you're absolutely right. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. You know, the other thing that comes to mind, so yeah. this is something that I share with people, Ryan, is that you don't grow your influence by changing where you are. Mm. You change your influence by growing who you are. Mm. Mm. And so as you think about in my doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or I'm just not fulfilled enough, Uh I would ask each one of us to be very, very conscientious around, do I need to work on me first? Yeah. Is, is there anything that I need to be doing? Um, you know, there've been moments where, you know, I, maybe I've gotten away from my prayer life the way that I need to be. And maybe I'm not feeling fulfilled because I haven't been in relationship with my creator in a while. Yeah. Or, Maybe I, I haven't been intentional about creating space for my family mm-hmm. and I let busy take over yeah. and I'm not fulfilled because I just didn't have that work-life balance that I'm supposed to. Well, that wasn't mm-hmm. really the job. Yeah. That wasn't really the role. It's because I needed to fix something about me and take control of that back yeah. and say, I'm going to recommit to more time for my family or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. So I think maybe the third thing I would say is be really be appropriately appropriately critical of yourself yeah. and ask, is there anything I need to change about me or grow in me before yeah. I completely just upend things? Yeah. Mm. 
So good. And talk to your spouse, especially if they're like Kristen, who's very intuitive and and knows knows things. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. And I want to go on the record as saying that. That's so right. If she right. listens to this, you'll hear that. That's right. Well, Garrett, I'm like, goodness, I feel like you, I mean, I'll show this guys. He did an amazing job of prepping me for this interview. And there's like 10 things that we could have talked about that we didn't. So I'm going to need to have you back because I'm interested to talk about business's mission. I'm, you know, you're being a leader in business and leadership development. You got so much more. I can guarantee that we could chat about. Um, So let's, I mean, I'd love to schedule another time and go into something else. Would love to be back anytime that uh, you feel like that would be valuable for you. Yeah. Or for your listeners. I'd, I'd love that. Of course. Well, how can people find you if they want to learn more? I know you've got a podcast and if they want to learn more about Thrivent, either becoming a financial advisor themselves or a client. Sure. Absolutely. So um, I, I'm on m- most of the, the social platforms. Um, if you search for Garrett D. Dickerson, so my middle name is Donovan, <laughs> uh, Garrett D. Dickerson on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok um, would would be more than happy to connect. I put out quite a bit of content in those spaces on a on a pretty regular basis, both cool. from a, in a personal personal nature and from a professional nature. And so, um, yeah, if if um, if anybody wants to connect with me for for really any reason, if they feel like they need need help in discovering who they are or their calling or I can guide in any capacity. Be more than happy to do that's that. That's so cool. Do you do any coaching, official coaching around that? Or is it more just in, informal conversation? So uh, a heavy piece of my role is in the coaching world. Okay. Um, so I coach our advisors internally on yeah. their businesses and a lot of the things that we've talked about and helping them, you know, because yeah. a lot of, of people that we are, are guiding into the career are transitioning from somewhere else, right? Yep. And so a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis is in that world. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily do that as an independent contractor outside outside of Thrivent per se. Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, this has been a pleasure getting to know you. I'm so glad that Jason recommended you and connected us. And I will definitely have you back on because this was so good. I took a ton of notes here and I feel like we could go so many different directions. (laughs) You you bet, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.